0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au.
1: Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. If you can remember back to the first Sunday of May, where I spoke on On Purpose. I believe if ever there was a time in the earth when the people of God need to re-establish in their life a sense of purpose... Everybody, uh, I guess, has had their routines interrupted, has had their, their, their ideas of what things would probably look like, has been interrupted. But 2 Timothy 1 and verse 9 says this, that He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, listen to it, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace. I meet people all the time. I was with a couple yesterday where you know you can look back over their history and you will when we do my story with them and you will see that the hand of God even before they became Christians, that the hand of God was at work in their life because God had a purpose for them. They were unaware of it. They were oblivious to it. And yet somehow or other, God was at work even before they knew Him. The Bible says He has saved us and called us not according to our works. It's not how good you are. Let's get that established right away. It's not according to how talented you are. Some of us may feel like in the talent pool, we have lived our life at the shallow end. And yet God says, no, it's not about that. It's not about your gifts, but it's about my purpose and grace, which was given to us, it says, in Christ Jesus before time began. That means that if you are a Christian, listen to me, if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Christ, Your life has a purpose. I'll say it again. If you are a Christian, because I meet Christians all the time who go, I don't know what my purpose is. I go, don't worry about the label you're trying to write over your life. Don't live from the label, live from the awareness and the knowledge. My life has got purpose. My life has a purpose and I'm on purpose, whether I feel like it or not, whether it looks like everything's going the right way or not. I am living my life of purpose. I meet people all the time. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. We're out of nowhere. Some of the changing landscape in our nation is opening up a door of opportunity for them. I spoke to another friend of mine the day before. And again, out of nowhere, it seems like another door of opportunity. He said to me, what do you think? What do you think I should do? I said, well, I believe that God has got a purpose for your life. I believe." that God is uh, walking you through that purpose. And there will be seasons where you feel like God has forgotten your phone number. He's lost your address. You don't know what's going on. But the journey of our purpose, listen, is not always a straight line. I wish it were. I wish I could look at my life and go, it's always been the upward path. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. I wish I could say that was true. The reality is sometimes I've looked and thought, God, I'm going in completely the wrong direction to the one I think I'm meant to be going in. God, this feels more down than up. Lord, what's going on in my life? But you know, the journey of our purpose is not always a straight line. What do you do when your dream is interrupted? Or worse, what do you do when your dream seems dead in the water? Genesis 37, verse 6. I suspect that Joseph is one of the most admired characters of the Bible simply because of his great character under pressure in the face of an interrupted dream. So, Genesis 37, verse 6 Joseph said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And indeed all your sheaves, now he's saying this to his brothers. All your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to mine. His brothers, being brothers, being older brothers, his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream, told it to his brothers. He said, look, I've dreamed another dream. This time the sun, the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to me. He told it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him. Listen, not everybody around about you will be the biggest cheerleader for the dream God puts in your heart. His father and his brothers. His father rebuked him and said to him, what's this dream you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Now listen. His brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Well, you know the story, but Joseph doesn't know the end. He doesn't know about Pharaoh and a dream of seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. He doesn't know about Potiphar's house and about going into the king's prison. All he knows is what he knows is that God has given him a dream and he faithfully declares it and then you and I know the next stage of the story is that his brothers plot how to kill him. And apart from one of the older brothers stepping in and saying, don't do that, that I don't want that on my conscience, sees the, the, the slave uh, Ishmaelite owners coming past, taking their slaves down to Egypt. And he says, let's sell him into slavery. And so they do that in the story. And so if you pick it up in Genesis 39 verse 1 and I want you to imagine for a minute that you are Joseph. The last thing you did was stand up and say, God's given me a dream. Oh, you all bowed down. I had influence. I had power. I had authority. Oh, I was somebody. And then Genesis 39 verse 1 says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the garden Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites. You ever bought a dog? You ever bought a cat? You ever bought some object like that? Well, that's exactly what Potiphar does. He sees this young Hebrew man and offers money for him and apparently the price was right. And so he takes him on board. He says yes to him. And so uh, uh, Joseph's got no say in the matter. He's not invited. He's not given the address and said, would you like to come down? But rather this young man is taken off, perhaps in chains, I imagine. But he's taken off down to this place uh, that he's never known. And you've got to wonder, at least I would, you've got to wonder what went in his mind. Can you imagine the thought of the dream. What was the last thing I dreamt? It was that my brothers would bow down. Even my father acknowledged my leadership and my authority. Was my dream really from God? I've met lots of people that have had business dreams. And then the economy tanks. or well, the exchange rate goes awry or interest rates rise. And all of a sudden they're there going, well What about the dream I dreamt? Or the person who had a dream about their family and nothing seems to go right? Or the one who hoped for reconciliation with the broken uh, life of the loved one and instead of acceptance, there's rejection? What do you do when your dream gets interrupted? I believe this is very profound because... I'm not speaking a negative over your life that every dream will go on this journey. But I do want to help those of you who may be in the place right now where you felt like God lit something to you. He spoke something to you. He encouraged you in it. People maybe cheered you or maybe they they criticised you. But then you get to the point like Joseph's at where you go, well, what was that about? Can somebody, Because he can't read Genesis 41. And he can't read Genesis 43. It's not written yet for him. All he's got is where he is. I'm standing in the house of an Egyptian guy who owns my life. And I've got nothing to do. I've got nothing to say. And even if my brothers were willing to acknowledge the word, they're not here to bow down. And I've got no way of getting home. I don't know how to get back there. I, if I escape, they'll kill me. So here I am. You'd have to think wouldn't you, that the dream was just, I don't know, a mirage. What was the point? I don't know if you've ever felt like that. But I do know this much that your purpose, not your dream, listen to me, your purpose is not cancelled by adversity. Listen to me. Changes and challenges don't alter the purpose for my life twists and turns, dead ends or detours, don't have the capacity to cancel. See, I'm called of God. You're called of God no matter what. The gifts and callings of God, Romans says, are without repentance. God called you. He called you knowing everything that you would face, knowing all that you would go through, knowing every obstacle, every high, every low. He called you and He says, and I don't take it back. I don't change my mind. I don't give up. I don't say it's too hard. I don't go, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. God says, I called you. And I called you and I called you whether you are in the the best palace or in the worst prison. I called you. Your purpose is not cancelled by adversity. But here's the next stage that I love of what Joseph does. It says this, when dreams are interrupted, stay on purpose see Joseph understands something that his dream was just the vehicle and when the dream got taken away the vehicle changed but the purpose remained the purpose for his life was leadership and influence that's what the purpose was the purpose for his life was I'm called to be a person of influence and significance and leadership I'm called a purpose and I'm called to influence and he says you know what no matter what, happens outside of that. I'm called to that whichever way it goes. And so when his dreams are interrupted, when his dreams are stopped, he doesn't give up his purpose. He holds on to that. And his initial dream might seem finished, but he stays on purpose. And so he just literally dreams another dream. Genesis 39 verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph And he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Watch this here. Because see, the dream got lost. The dream got detoured. But the purpose of influence and the purpose of leadership just makes him rise to the top in a different environment. If you're called of God, whatever anybody else says or does, the call of God remains solid. Are you called to be a blessing? Can I say to you, regardless of your bank account, regardless of all the stuff that might happen around about you, regardless of all that, the purpose of God for you to be a blessing will be there. Find a way to fulfil your purpose. The Lord was with him. Well, he gets out of Potiphar's house. We know he ends up in a prison. Genesis 39 verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and He gave him five favour in the sight of the keeper of the prison. It seems to me like it doesn't matter where he ends up. Purpose keeps pushing him to the top. Why? Because the purpose of his life was influence and leadership. The purpose of his life wasn't a dream. It wasn't about brothers. It wasn't about just whether we know that gets fulfilled later on because we can read right through the next few chapters. But Joseph doesn't know that. And I love the idea that this man goes, you know what, that dream didn't work. Let me grab another one. I'm in Potiphar's house. Great, then let me become the best in Potiphar's house that I can be. I'm not in Potiphar's house anymore. They have tossed me into jail. I didn't deserve it. I didn't do anything to cause it. Guess what then? I'm going to grab another dream. I'm going to become the, the most uh, important person in the prison, underneath the keeper of the prison. And so this guy, are you getting what I'm saying? He stays on purpose. If you're called of God to be a blessing, stay on purpose in your life. If circumstances push you out of one dream, out of one vehicle, don't let that push you out of purpose. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't let it all go simply because, well, that didn't work out. Well, I must have missed God. This guy goes, you know what? I've still got God and God's still got a hold of my life and I'm hanging on to Him in every way. He ends up, as you know, Genesis chapter 41, verse 39, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there's no one as discerning and as wise as you now think. I think this is hilarious. This guy literally has got out of jail. He's just been in jail, handing out slop. I don't know. What did they feed him in there? I don't know. He's been going around like a trusted worker volunteer. He's risen to the top in there. And then Pharaoh calls him, And the first thing Pharaoh says to him is this. He says, you know what? We don't know anyone as smart as you and you've just been in jail. Don't let your circumstances tell you your identity. Don't let your circumstances tell you your identity because even this ungodly king can discern in him uh, this tremendous wisdom. He says, verse 40, You will be over my house. All my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Listen to me this morning. Don't let unanswered questions keep you from moving forward. Have you got questions about what's going on? Are you puzzled by whether that dream that you carried so strongly and so solidly now looks a little bit rocky and looks uh, in a perilous place? Don't let unanswered questions reach for your purpose and say, God, I'm going to continue to be a blessing. I'm going to find some way. I'm going to allow you, God, and your purpose to continue to outwork in my life, even though the vehicle that I thought would take me there is broken down and I've left it on the side of the road. Don't let unanswered questions keep you from moving forward. So Joseph's a great example of what to do with an interrupted dream. Let me give you another one. In Acts chapter 6, the church is growing so quickly and so mightily. It says that uh, uh, all these people started complaining about the administration of it. The apostles said, Choose out seven men of good report, men of faith, filled with the Holy Spirit, and we'll appoint them over this ministry. Listen, it's the very first ministry department of the church. And so they choose these seven guys. One's Philip and one's Stephen. And this guy's appointed to leadership and they're doing such a great job. It's amazing. Can you imagine? You're the first people that the apostles have laid hands on and the anointing of the Holy Spirit has equipped and empowered. It's amazing. But then Acts chapter 8, verse 1 comes along. It says, Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem, And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And all of a sudden, this guy who's signed up, he volunteered. He said, yes, I'll serve. He's just come on staff. It's amazing. And then all of a sudden, all this has happened. And now his entire ministry department gets wiped out in one night. All of a sudden, what are you going to do tomorrow? Well, I don't know. I've got no Grecian widows to look after. None of the Jewish widows are there. We haven't got any way to help them anyway. And this guy goes from, I don't have a ministry, to having to flee for his life. He leaves Jerusalem and goes down to Samaria, a place no Jew wanted to be. And he goes down there. But what does he do when he gets there? Oh, well, I had a dream, you know. I signed up for that ministry and it never worked out. And I guess the Lord just doesn't want to use me. You know, what's the point? I volunteered and, you know, I got hurt somebody never treated me right. And, oh, it's not fair and, and, and sat down. He never did any of that. Look at what the Bible says that he did. Was that he then goes down to Samaria and he begins to preach Christ to them. So much so that the entire city turns to Christ. They burn all of their magic arts, 20,000 pieces of silver worth. That's a lot of money. And they burn all this stuff. In other words, the entire city turns to Christ. Why? Because one man knew the difference between a dream and purpose. One man knew the difference between having a dream, a vehicle, and the engine, the purpose that kept the thing going. He stays on purpose in his life. But you know, even then, the vehicle, well, apparently God had other plans. Acts 8 verse 26 Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he goes and I've looked this up and and checked it out. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's the intersection of two highways and there's nothing there. There's no town. There's nothing. But he says, Lord, I'm in revival. Look at this great vehicle you've given me. This is amazing. Listen to me, don't fall in love with the vehicle. Hold on to the purpose. Are you getting this this morning? Yeah. So he does that. And he goes down to this desert place. And he stands there and there's no one there. There's no crowd like he had back in Samaria. There's no he wanting to hear him preach like there was back in Samaria. And all of a sudden, one solitary lone little Uber comes past. And the Lord says to him, jump in and share a ride. And he, the thing pauses and he jumps in and who should be on the other side of the Uber. But this one guy, he doesn't know who he is. Finds out later on that he's uh, the head of Candace, Queen of the Ethiopians. He's the head of all of her uh, empire. He's her chief administrator. And so he's there puzzling over one verse out of the book of Isaiah. What are the odds of one person puzzling over the book of Isaiah? And they just happen to come past when you just happen? to. I don't know about the rest of you here, I never get tired of God's special influences. Amen. I never get tired of those divine moments where everybody else is going, what is happening to you? What are you doing here all alone? And you go, well, I just know that the Lord put me here. I just know that the Lord called me here. I just know, they say, yeah, but you could be doing this. And you go, no, 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 I'm I'm right where God wants me to be. I'm right in the right place. I'm not looking at the crowd. I'm not looking at the number. I'm not looking at any of that. I'm where God wants me to be. And so he leads this man to Christ. And as the story unfolds, he baptises him, stops the Uber. They jump into the pond. He says, can I get baptized? Sure you can. And then the guy goes and Philip disappears. No follow-up, no course, nothing. He just is gone. Ethiopia today, I've told you before, is the most Christian country, at least by number, by census, on the entire planet Earth. 86% of Ethiopia says they're Christian. Because one man knew the difference between a vehicle and his purpose. One man knew the difference between holding on to the purpose of God in your life, no matter where you are. Listen to me no matter where you are. Some of you right now, you're in places you didn't anticipate being in. The dream hasn't unfolded the way you want it to, but will you hold on to the purpose of God? Will you get up each day and say, Lord, I'm here to serve you. Lord, I'm here to be a blessing to your people. God, I'm going to find a way. I don't know how, Lord, all the resources I thought I'd have to be able to throw at this. Well, uh, they're not there at the moment, but God, let me just keep on going on purpose. And trust God for it. And that's what happens. An amazing miracle takes place. Let me give you one more, just this third one, then I'm finished. Because the first one's Joseph. He knows the difference between purpose and dream. Doesn't get attached soulishly to a vehicle and go, no, 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 you've got to understand, this is it. He's willing to let it go. Maybe you've stepped up to serve in some area and it hasn't worked out for you. Don't quit. Stay on purpose and say, God, then there must be another door. Amen? Come on, can I be, can I be this? Song? Because I've, Over the years, I've seen lots of people stop because they got offended. I've seen lots of people stop because circumstances changed. And I just want to always be one of those people who goes, God, I will serve you. I gave you my life. And I'm not taking it back. Amen? I gave you my life. And Jesus, I gave it to you. And whether you make it famous or whether you make it in a back room, I don't mind. I'm here for you. Amen. Here's the last one, Acts chapter 16. Now when they'd gone through, this is Paul and Barnabas when they'd gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And here's these people that have got a vehicle called Church planting. Big shout out to all the people in India, by the way. We've got a pastor's conference happening right there uh, this week with Pastor Stephen and, and uh, the team out of, uh, out of Klang in Malaysia. 58 churches now through all of COVID and everything else. 58 new churches there in the north of India in some of the most difficult places. But they've stayed on purpose. They never said, well, COVID means we'll just have to press pause. They just said, let's keep on going. Can I give a big shout out to the team at Hope here? I was saying to Pastor Bruce in Mingle time, you know, one of the amazing things to me was all the way through COVID and restrictions and all the stuff that people were not able to do. Our team at Hope just said, our purpose is not that people come to our building. Our purpose is that we help people. So when they couldn't get them in the building, they just found a way to take the help to them. See, that's staying on purpose. Are you with me? Maybe you're at home today, right now, you're in an ISO. And you'd love to be here. Oh, you wish you could, but you can't. But don't just press pause. Don't give up. Don't stop simply because restrictions come about your life. Worship God. Even though, Listen, you ought to be turning up, up to 11 on YouTube. And then singing. You go, I can't sing. Nobody will know. Let it rip, baby. Let it rip. Bring it out. Amen. You say, but I can't minister. I used to be in this team. Well, join the prayer team. You don't have to go anywhere for that. Amen. Are you with me here? Oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to energize some of you that have been blinded because your vehicle stopped. And you've, you've just thought, well, that's it. What do I do now? I'll tell you what you do. Look for the purpose of God. So I'm going to keep going with that. So these guys, they get forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the Word in Asia. Next verse, verse 7, after they come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit didn't suffer them. It's almost like every Uber they tried to catch. They said, sorry, we're not serving your area. You can't go in there. No go. So what do they do? They keep on going. Why? Because purpose doesn't stop. Your purpose is never cancelled by adversity. They stay on purpose and they just reach for another dream. Amen. I feel like God is with us this morning. I know He is. I know He's there whether I felt Him or not. But I felt like the Holy Spirit. Can we just bow our heads in prayer a minute? Because I felt this morning that there were going to be people online, people with us in the building. And this message is just talking right to where you're at. Because the dream that you had is no longer... Seeming like it's ever going to get up. It's been paused, it's been paused for so long, you go, what do I do? And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, will you just continue with purpose? Ask yourself, what am I here for? If you don't know anything else other than this, you say, I'm here to serve. That's what Jesus said Son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister to serve, to give His life as a ransom for many. So God, that door's shut, but God, give me another door so that I can minister, so I can help, so I can bless. God, I don't know that thing that I thought was gonna be so good, now looks like it's not going anywhere. The Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning, come on, if that's you and you're in the building, I wanna pray for you right where you are. I'm not gonna embarrass anybody. If you're online, I want you to do this as well. If that's you, just lift your hand to God and say, that's me, you're talking to me. God bless you, God bless you. Just wherever you are, if that's you, just lift your hand up, say, that's me. Pastor, pray with me this morning, would you? Thank you, I see your hand, yeah, awesome. Anybody else, just wherever you are, that, yeah, I see you, thank you, God bless you. Thank you, I can see you, Yep, yeah, that's great. If you're online, just you, maybe no one's there but you. You and God, lift your hand to God anyway, never... Don't don't, just do what you would do if you were here. You lift your hand to to the Lord and say, that's me. Father, thank You for all those people. Thank You for the ones whose hands I cannot see. But God, I pray that today You will so work in the lives of each one of us. I thank You, Lord, that joy comes with our purpose that when we are serving You and have given our life to You, there is a freedom and there's a joy that is beyond comparison with anything else. You keep us in Your hand. You're watching over us. Joseph did not know what his future would look like, Lord, but because he was willing to stay on purpose, he ended up in the very place he dreamt of in the first place. Because Philip stayed whole purpose. He ended up being incredibly used more than he ever could have imagined because the apostles were willing to not take a shut door as being a permanent no. God, they were able to move on and see you do miracles in the next place they went to. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Help these people. Help each one of us, Lord. Let there be a spirit of faith over our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just... Worship the Lord together. Come team, we're going to sing. Stand with me a minute, would you? We're just going to love the Lord together for a minute. Praise the Father, praise the Son. Can we just sing that? Come on, just take a minute right where you are. Just say to the Lord again, Lord, I'm giving You my life. I gave it to You in the beginning. I'm giving it to You again. I'm inviting You, Lord, to lead it. Don't let frustration make your decisions. God, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead me. Come on, let's sing it.
0: In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came right there was a mercy in Your eyes to fulfill the law and prop To a virgin came the way from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the
1: Come on, we put our trust in the Praise
0: the Spirit, in one. God of glory, majesty. Praise forever to the King of peace
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us and you are holding on to us every bit as much as we're holding on to you. I thank you, Lord, for all those that might feel like things are not going according to plan. But Father, we thank you that you've got a master plan. Some of you that are a part of this service, whether you're online or whether you're with us in the building, never taken the step to put your trust in Christ as your Saviour. You might know about God or you wish that God was there or you, maybe you've had moments where you look and go, God looked after me. I know that I had those. There were many times I looked and I thought God saved me, mercy. That had to be God who protected me. I, I should have been dead, but He kept me. I could have made such a wrong turn there, but He saved me from it so I can look back and see that. But there came a moment where I needed to do more than just be aware of God. I needed to commit to God. I needed to say, Jesus, I'm trusting You with my life. I'm going to allow You Lordship because that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about whether Jesus loves you. That's an automatic. That's a given. We're talking about whether you're going to let Him be Lord of your life. Whether you're going to say to Jesus, I'm going to let you call the shot. Jesus, I'm going to surrender my future to You. I'm going to invite You to be the one who leads my life forward. That's what all these people did. That's why Joseph was able to move no matter where the place was. He said, I've given my life to God. That's why Philip was able to go from a thriving ministry to a strange place and see God move. Why? Because he said, God, You're in charge. If you've never made that step of making Jesus Lord of your life, maybe you've come to church for a while, but you've never said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord, then saying yes to that will be the most important thing you'll ever do. The Bible talks about it as though you get a brand new life. It says you'll be born again. Being born again is not something that belongs to a certain kind of church. It's a Bible thing. And it's about you having a new life because you say yes to Christ. If you've never done that, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. Just wherever you are, at home, online, in the building, say this after me. Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me. I want You to lead my life. I'm saying yes. Yes to Your Lordship. Yes to the future You have for me. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you've been away from God, you need to come back to Him, you prayed it to Him again. Then why don't you text your YES to us? We want to help you on the journey. We want you to be able to find a place of encouragement and growth in God. Text YES to 0488-826-392 if you're in Australia. If you're outside of Australia or you'd rather get the help every day via email, it's only short, doesn't take long for you to read, it'll help you. Then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. We would love to partner with you and, and be the one that encourages you in your journey with Christ. Amen. Can we give those people a great big hand and say, God bless you. We're excited for you. People do it every week. We love that. Amen. 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 Lots of people online that they're saying thank you. That's a great word. Yeah. Great. Thank you for God's vision in our life. Amen. Hey, listen. I pray the next Sunday you'll be a part of presence in the evening. Uh, I'm going to preach in the morning, I believe, on uh, something that I think is the key. Honestly, if you would ask me what's the number one thing you wish people would get about purpose, well, that's the next Sunday morning. And uh, we look forward to that. Start praying about who you can invite to Welcome Sunday so that we can see people come back into the place of walking with God. Amen. Amanda, you are an absolute champion. That's a fact. What are we going to sing? We're going to sing that chorus again. We're going to sing that chorus again. Awesome. Come on, let's sing it together. God bless you. Pray you'll have an amazing week. Be a blessing as much as you can. Stay on purpose for God. Come on.